Okay, everybody, welcome to No One Likes a Tuna Podcast, the world's premier dedicated fast and furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Dude, I got a lot to talk about that, that <laughs> doesn't really have to do with this movie, Hobbs and Shaw, that we just watched. Um, uh-huh. All right, so I obviously people know from last episode, McDonald's Monopoly is uh, on the board, <laughs> so to speak. Okay. <laughs> it is this he's all right we had some folks tweet at me about it um i obviously i encourage them to all fucking play mcdonald's right. as much as humanly possible so that's going on right now but okay i played okay, i want to say over the like week and a half um i've played eight times <laughs> Which is like a lot of McDonald's to eat, obviously. It says you have a one in five chance of winning. Um, And that has to do with either like an instant win ticket where you can just like peel one and you get a free, I don't know, small nuggets or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the chance cards, um, which is one in five, where you like scan it into the app, which works. Maybe 30% of the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's frustrating. But, you know, it works. And then you plug it in, and uh, you get a 1 in 5 chance of winning something. A little bit bigger on the chance, as long as you're activating it. Straight up, I won zero times. <laughs> I have played eight fucking big-ass McDonald's fucking meals, and I have won zero fucking times okay <laughs> and like obviously there's the regular pieces too like boardwalk park place and shit like that and like yeah. you're supposed to be able to scan those in and you like collect them and if you get the set you get something way bigger which i haven't won either obviously um <laughs> Uh, but dude, on. like I, I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know what to do. I like I can't stop. But like it's so disheartening to yeah. fucking get McDonald's and be like, "This is it. This is the why, baby. This is the why. Give me a free nugget." Um, and like nothing is coming from it. Are you are you going to the same McDonald's franchise every time? Yes. Um, there have been two times, two out of six have been different places, but my regular McDonald's in Grayland, Auckland is, Mm -hmm. because it's 24 hours and it's a drive-thru. Nice. Nice. So I go to that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, I went last night again. (laughs) 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 This is like... (laughs) Well, the whole thing about it is, I mean, I could see it after you, you ate meal five and you're like, I feel like I got to keep going because after meal five, statistically, it's greater likelihood. I'm due. You're due for a little run. You're due for a little run here. I think, I think next week when we hear back, Nick Nocera is going to go on fire. He's going to. Yo, this is it. I'm going to tear it up this week. I'm going to tear it up this week. I'm going to tear it up this week. 
You're gonna have to heat check me. Like I'm heat <laughs> <laughs> check yo. We have to call a special meeting if no one likes to do the podcast because I just got maybe we'll do like so a midweek hot. check-in. Of, so <laughs> like a midweek McChicken check-in. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm gonna get a fucking McChicken. I'm not a loser. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what's been going on in my world. Oh, the other thing I really need to talk about is I saw, like, you remember my mini review of Tenet last week and how mm-hmm. horrible a theater experience was? I actually thought I'd do, like, some mini reviews of theater experiences for folks because <laughs> no one is going to the movie theater in America right now. Uh, so I went to a movie last night um, called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. And I gotta say, Daryl, it was fan fucking tastic. So I don't know. I've never heard of this movie before. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something related to uh, surveys, customer satisfaction. And let me guess, you're <laughs> you're off base. You're on base, but okay. off base also. I'm guessing it was not a romantic comedy. It because... was not. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. Yep. Um, is it like, is it some sort of like a corporate, um, like CD underbelly of like a nope. like a big HR problem? No, no. Uh, never. Is it like a um, like a? Is that some? It is like never, rarely, sometimes, always. Sorry, never, never, rarely, sometimes, always. Does it uh-huh. have? Does the person visit like a uh, psychiatrist at any point? You're in. You're closer. Medical <laughs> clinic. There's okay. medical clinic things medical. happening. Okay. Okay. Is are we talking um, like uh, chronic, like fatal disease? Like, no. Nope. Is it a pain? Is it a pain spectrum sort of thing? Nope. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're sort of joking around about a pretty serious topic. It was not a comedy. Okay. Um okay. the the movie is um first of all, it's just fucking great. I mean I was like uncomfortable and on edge the entire time and uh which is an experience I loved I love to have in the movies. Not in a horror way, I'm not as much a big horror fan, but like in a I love movies that really make me uncomfortable. Um, I had the same experience, not quite in the same type of uncomfortable way, but a movie called The Killing of the Sacred Deer, um, maybe two years ago, which is a Yargos Lanthimos, uh, movie, same guy who made The Favorite and a couple other movies, um, where I'm just like supremely uncomfortable and on the edge of my, I cannot settle in. Um, and this is about, on the face of it, two girls who travel from Pennsylvania, two underage girls who travel from Pennsylvania to New York City to get um, an abortion for one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't want to give away too much. It was, it was, um, it it was an extraordinary movie. Um, It was... The like it's shot in this incredible way where like the camera floats at their height like five foot four or five foot five right like the whole time and it's like always sort of in motion not doing like camera movements and not doing like shaky cam right we're not in like action shaky cam world but we're just sort of like always a little bit in motion almost like we're a spectator right or like a third member of their party 
um, mm. and with them. And it's like incredibly intimate until certain moments where like the camera locks in and gets deadly serious. Mm. And the woman who made the movie, the director's name, I believe is Eliza Hitman, whose stuff I had never seen before, but absolutely will be looking into and watching from now on. Um, she, she, I mean, it was just phenomenal. And the, the girl who plays the main character, Autumn, um, who is the one in need of an abortion, uh, was so... I mean, I don't know how much traction these things, that movie got or like how big a release or like whatever, what kind of reception, which unfortunately does factor in a lot to awards. But like I, this girl deserves a fucking Oscar now. <laughs> like she was so good. I mean, I unfortunately don't remember the actress's name, but I mean... Like, to be... I mean, she was young. I imagine the actress herself is somewhere around the 21 or 22 range and playing a 17-year-old. And, I mean, it just blew me... I'm really blew me away. Quiet and stubborn and subtle and just devastating. And, um, man, it was like a painful, uncomfortable, incredible, beautiful experience to watch. Mm -hmm. And, like... You see, like, I personally saw this side of things um, that I had obviously never experienced when I was growing up, when I was, growing up and was a young lad. Um, and it definitely has, a, like, a young male character who's almost, like, predacious in his obliviousness, you know? Like, he's so oblivious to the circumstances around him and so focused on um, his like serving himself that he's that he's all it almost trends into this sort of like predatory but like it it's it's amazing i mean it's amazing everybody in it is great everybody who worked on it is great it looks beautiful it's so it's not like heartbreakingly bleak either which i love like in terms of design it's like the, the city has a lot of life in it and a lot of breath and like it's great it's great go see it if you can if you can't try to watch it and and buy it as soon as it comes out uh somewhere digitally but like get into it nice. yeah that's my main review <laughs> of, this, of this movie anyway um, I and I'm sorry for people who can't go to the movies right now. Like, it I was gonna it say, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I don't even know when I'm gonna go to the movie theater next, dude. It's I've missed it so much, and it is yeah. awesome. It's yeah, great. yeah. Go to the movies; it's the best. You know what is it? What is it about the place that like really <sighs> makes it feel at home? Because to me, know, like the home movies. The home movie's nice. Like the screen, the, yeah, the big screen is a thing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's like you got a sound system. I don't even know yeah. what it is. I don't even know yeah. what it is because there was like maybe three, four other people in the movie theater, and I still was like, "This is fucking great." You got a big cushy seat, popcorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> I was like munching. Pop- this is not like a popcorn movie. <laughs> I definitely like had some and then like it fell out of my mouth when <laughs> certain things happened in the beginning. But um 
it, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about the theater experience that, that's almost undefinable for me. I love mm-hmm. going. I go try to go see everything in the theaters as much as possible. So mm-hmm. I'll try to hit you guys with a couple more mini reviews as I go along and find my way around New Zealand um, or Aotearoa, as it's called. Uh, but uh, yeah, this week we watched Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, and how did that go for you? That experience. I want to know about that for you, Daryl. It was all right. I mean, yeah. it's all right. And I mean, it's, uh, it is always nice to come to the end of a cycle, which is nice. Yeah. It's, it was, uh, uh, yeah, a small sense of accomplishment. 16 I didn't around. get that. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I got to say, I was like kind of vibing on this movie for oh. the first hour. Uh huh. And then it turned on me. <laughs> I don't know why I was like, oh, I can get into like maybe I should not think about this as a Fast and Furious movie and just like kind of vibe on it as like a action thriller. Mm-hmm. And like Hattie is great, as we've said before, and like even just like settle in, like let the rock do the rock thing. It was like ah, I can fucking vibe on that. And like Jason Statham do his thing. <laughs> All right, like it's not a bad blend. Uh-huh. Idris is good. Like, they set it up well, you know? Like, I like those two fight scenes in the beginning where Shaw and Hobbs are fighting, you know? they like Side by side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Kevin Hart shows up, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm kind of done. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not to shit on Kevin, just, like, it was the moment I realized I was, like, watching Hobbs and Shaw again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um yeah i was yeah uh, yeah we got we had some good scenes yeah all the good scenes are in the first hour of the movie for sure um i uh, there was a moment though at the end of the yeah the mclaren scene the yep. chase through the city where they end and they all get out of the car and they're a little bit frazzled they're trying to figure out their next move but they're all standing kind of right next to each other in yeah I don't, I don't know what building that is. Is it a post office or a government building? We see it in a lot of other movies. Um, but they're all standing there, and I look at it, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's something going on with these heights. So the, the rock. Heights. The heights. Like their uh, height, the person's, not the, the building's heights, but like the person. The, people. Per, the height of the people in the movies. Okay. So um, the rock is, we expect to be large. He's listed at 6'5". Yep. Right, which makes sense. But in this particular scene, they're standing almost level. And so how how tall do you think um, Vanessa oh, Jason is? is? Well, yeah, I was going to get to Jason, but let's think how, about what f- Vanessa Hattie? Kirby... How, yeah, yeah, Vanessa how tall Kirby. is Hattie? I have a feeling she's a tiny woman. <laughs> I'm going to guess 5'3". So she's taller than you think. So she does oh. have that. So she has that fight scene. She has a fight scene with Rock, right? In the alley, she hits him with all of the, the helmet and throws the battery at him. So they are able to interact together. And she seems tall. She seems like she can, she seems lanky. That's a great that scene, scene, by the way. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice scene. Yeah. It is a great scene doing something new we haven't seen, which is like the Rock 
fighting a woman who's like mm-hmm. kicking his ass. I, right. I really like it. It's a good scene. It's yeah, a good. Totally. It's a good thing too. Like it's a. It has a very kung fu moment. Uh, moment yep. in there where you're learning about your foe or adversary through their fighting style. And Hattie's the one that calls out, like, are you holding back right now? Yeah. Rock is like, I am, because this is not a this is not a brute force situation. Right. And the Good rock scene. is like funny in that scene for it's once in his scene. fucking life. <laughs> where he's like you're like, oh you got chops a little bit. You're where where she's like, I bet you're regretting holding back now. And he's like, I'm regretting a lot of things. And it's like, <laughs> oh, a joke that you delivered. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go um, ahead. So Vanessa Kirby's five eight. Tall, a lot taller than I thought. Taller than we thought. So, yeah. what's our man Jason Statham though? He's small, as I if I remember correctly. I'm I've looked into it before, but the yeah. transporter is not a tall. You don't need to be tall to transport, basically. Exactly. Yeah, for his build, he's got like the he's got the MMA fighter mm-hmm. build, the, the Joe Rogan, Jason Statham, like compact, bulky, mm-hmm. but like nimble. You powerful. just use Jason Statham as a lynch point in comparing <laughs> people to a certain build, but the person you're comparing is in fact Jason Statham. I just want you to know that. That's what that's what Lil Wayne does. He rhymes uh, the thing with he rhymes the thing with itself. So Lil okay, Wayne. yep, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like Rick Ross, like Atlantic. <laughs> uh, okay. Jason Statham, five ten. Short, yeah, short, but surprisingly, not very noticeable that he's short in this movie. Mm-mm. Why the hell? Do we have Vin Diesel then at standing six feet? Why the hell does it look so obvious all the time that he's so much shorter than The Rock? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Right? They put the cement box in uh, Rio. They have that. Mm -hmm. They have the face to face on the slanted driveway at 1326. Vin? I would have guessed much shorter than that. He's probably closer to 5'10 than 6 feet, but still. That's what like, I would guess, yeah. I mean, there's, there's nowhere in this movie where you can, where it's obvious at all that there's a 7-inch difference between Jason Statham and The Rock. So whatever they did in this movie, they should have just done for Vin Diesel. Right. Um, Statham, like... I don't know. He doesn't seem short to me in this movie, but um, they're not doing the same thing. They're, th- here's the difference, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like in 5, especially, but still in like 6 and 7, they portray Hobbes as like a Hulk. Like, part of his character is that he is, he is like a like monstrous human being. And in this movie, I don't think that like matters as much, right? Like the identity of Hobbes as like a hulking human comes into play very little in this movie. Only in that like he's a big guy and can punch well, mm. and like punches Idris Elba hard <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but like it's not like a central identifying characteristic to Hobbes. 
only in the scene where he goes back to Samoa and his brother is like, he's like hulking over his brother. He's like, be careful what you say. Like, I know I messed up, but like, be careful what you say. It's always about the size of the dog. Yes, that's exactly right. And in that scene, he is so much fucking bigger um, than Jonah that like, it's a part of the scene, right? That he's like portrayed as this person who's bigger but in the other ones is like not a big deal mm-hmm. you know so, um so i think part of it is that like they just didn't care to make him look so much bigger i think like part of our shit is like yes vin is is standing on some apple boxes once in a while but like they shoot the rock in five six seven to look really fucking huge mm-hmm. in his scenes and in this one they just don't shoot him to look that big mm-hmm. to me yeah. Um. I, I don't know. It's a theory. Mm-hmm. We're theorists, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't want to watch Kevin Hart in this movie for one more fucking second. <laughs> you like Kevin Hart? That's a note on my thing. I kind of do like Kevin Hart. I like Kevin Hart. Yeah. I saw Kevin Kevin Hart came to my high school to do stand up at a at a dance or some shit. What? At an event. What? This was like the month before he blew up. Mhm. And he was like a bookable person and he was like he came, he did stand up. It was fucking hilarious. I don't remember the jokes really, but like it was funny. He did a funny job at the high school, you know, mm-hmm. like to high school kids. He's a versatile comu- comedian. He's like very pro Ellen DeGeneres, which is a weird vibe uh, in this day and age. Uh, mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's kind of clean in a way. Like he definitely does some yeah, dirty jokes, clean. but like, I like do not hate a clean comedian. I I like somebody who's like. You know, like the Louis C.K. gets tired thing of like I'm shitting out my butt and it like itches and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I like obviously Louis C.K. has like other things on, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Whatever. But but I get tired of that kind of thing. I don't hate a clean comedian. It's like nice to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's Kevin also, Hart, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It seems you know like difficulty wise like it's not that he is incapable of being a dirty comic but i think sort of Mm -hmm. like trying to keep it within like a family atmosphere and sort of like putting up some yeah putting up some rails not yeah putting up the rails for himself in just his the his own presentation allows him to like maximize what he's doing within those and i think he does that i mean he's funny he's like he's a funny dude very funny all this the caveat the fact that like i am not in the mood for his shit uh, stick <laughs> i said shit but movie. i meant shtick. <laughs> yeah in this fucking movie you know i'm like already barreling through it i'm like ah, you know this is good vibes but like okay and then like kevin hart shows up and starts like banging out kevin hart jokes i'm like i didn't i, I didn't ask for this right now mm-hmm. and i don't want it and I'm not digging it. And like, you could just leave it on the table. Thank you very much. I'll see you later. Yeah. You can only let go of one person. Are you letting go of Kevin Hart or Ryan Reynolds from this movie? 
you you you've 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 walked me into a devil's quandary. I can, there's no way I can fucking make that decision, man. That is, I cannot even come close <laughs> to making that decision. That's so brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gut reaction. Get rid of Ryan Reynolds. Hell yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds has got to go. It's just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. In episodes um, past, I think I spoke fondly of Ryan Reynolds. You have definitely, yeah, you know, bringing a little bit of extra wit to the movie. Yeah. It's just, it's unnecessary. <laughs> it's entirely unnecessary, and he's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. Um. All this also to say, like, if you go to patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast and throw us a buck on Patreon, which would be really cool if you wanted to do that, um, you you can vote on our movie we watch in between cycles, a post I just made, and I made it a little late. I'm sorry. Um, Right now we're choosing between Torque, which is a motorcycle movie from 2004, Blue Crush, which is a Michelle Rodriguez vehicle from 2002. Um, something else that I forgot. And Central Intelligence, which is a 2016 The Rock and Kevin Hart movie where they play CIA officers, I think. I've never seen it. So if you want to expose us to more Kevin Hart and The Rock dynamics... <laughs> which you can hear that we love so much. Uh, you can uh, become a patron and and vote to make us watch that movie next week. Um, you want to do shoutouts? Let's hit them. All right, we got a little segment on this podcast that we like to call shoutouts. Uh, these movies had a lot of product placement in them. We like to have a little free, unasked uh, for, unqualified product placement on the show itself. We talk about people, persons, things, personalities, products we're using in our life this week. Daryl, what do you got to shout out to? One of the one of the uh, requirements of a coronavirus world that I live in yep. is that I I still haven't been eating I still haven't been going indoors and hanging out with anybody, mm-hmm. so I do a lot of outdoor hangouts mm. and I've become over the past few weeks here a mobile picnic, mm. and I can travel I can travel by car I can travel by bike but I just arrive with all the supplies you need in order to. Have a very comfortable outdoor hangout. Hmm. And one Hmm. of the cornerstones of the mobile picnic man, me, is you got to be carrying your your picnic blanket with you. So uh, years back, and I really haven't used this product very much, but I bought a, Hmm. like an Amazon, like it's just some Amazon basics. (laughs) It's not an Amazon. This is like, I think it was a pre Amazon basics. Oh, can you, do you remember a pre Amazon basics world? I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah, you couldn't trust anything. No. It was just, yeah, it was like the name brand product. And then there was the Chinese product, which was half the price of that. But all the descriptions had horrible typos in it. And then Amazon Basics came in and just like sat right in the middle. 
Yeah. I'm for Amazon Basics, basically. Basically. Mm -hmm. That's because I'm a basic boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is it a pizzeria tablecloth blanket? It's not. So oh. yeah, so the so the core of the, having this picnic blanket is that it's fleece on one side, waterproof material on the bottom. Mm. They're sewn together, and it folds up, has a velcro, velcros together. You can bundle it. Very nice compact packaging, but you show up to whatever you're going park normally. Boom! Bring this thing out, and yeah, it's like turning into fall here. So sometimes the ground's a little bit wet. Yeah. You don't want to be messing with a normal picnic blanket because no. your booty's going to get wet. You don't want that. That's Mm-mm. unpleasant. I never thought so, about that. Yeah. So yeah. Having the waterproof picnic blanket is truly the center of your outdoor hangouts. And I've been doing a lot of those recently, and it's nice. That plus, you got to bring, I got a lunchbox cooler over here. Cool drinks, napkins. That's all you need, man. Kind of thing. Big hangout energy. An ice cold soda pop. Mm-hmm. A beautiful blanket. And a gorgeous park. I mean, I'm for all that stuff. It's nice. I went to the park yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was an unbelievable day here. People playing football, soccer, mm-hmm. soccer, football. Um, cricket season's kind of coming to an end, but rugby season's going to start up. Nope, I have that backwards. Rugby season is kind of coming to an end, and cricket season is going to start up. They took down all the rugby posts in the park. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, I Do you take on your picnic? Like, what time of the day do you go on a picnic? This is a good question. Okay. Um, it ranges. So the other day I went on one, it was we had a bike ride right after work. Around, we rode from like 5.30 to 6.30. Okay. We sat in the park till it got dark, around 8 o'clock. Wow, that's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. Do you, and do, like, you do middayers, like noon? Would you do a noon or 1 o'clock picnic? Mm, uh, I, don't do, I wouldn't usually start in that time. If I'm going to do something, yeah, if I'm doing something early, I'll go in the morning time. Maybe mm. 10 o'clock till lunch, and then I'll be mm. thing. Or I'll show up in the afternoon to... Two would probably be the earliest. It takes right. a little bit. Yeah, it's not about the actual location. It, it's more about hurting people. It ends up being difficult to coordinate a, um, like a right at noon. It's like an orgy. It's like harder to organize than you think it's going to be, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never, thought, never yeah, tried. You th- yeah, you thought that orgy was or- orgasm, but it's actually organization. Is yeah, really what <laughs> that's what it's short for. That's what it's <laughs> orgy is short, short for organization. It's like, it's, it's probably really difficult to get, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they get together. There's planning. Everybody's got to pick a time. You got to pick a location. You got to get materials and, and condoms and like... Lubricants. Lubricants. Masks. Maybe somebody's allergic to a certain... You know, people have to fill out like... You got to get a Google Doc going of like, do you have allergies to latex? You got to have at least a couple medics on, on site, you know? You can't be having an orgy one, with no medical. One person, like invite a doctor. You know what I mean? Like doctors are like horny bitches. You know, it's like get, get a doctor in there. They'll come. Probably, yeah, uh, yeah, at least in both an RN. kind of ways. Yeah, at least a yeah, at least an RN, an EMT. You got to get an RN. 
You gotta get more in. Then they can write scripts for Viagra. You know, well, like whatever you need. You know, whatever you need, man. Just get, yeah. get a doc. <laughs> you don't really want a brain surgeon there. He's got a very specific yeah, expertise. Yeah, yeah one nurse. Just get a GP, get an RN, get somebody there who knows some general things. But, like, it's probably difficult to organize, you know? <laughs> it's probably, it probably takes some planning. you got to send out Evites at a certain point. Uh, <laughs> and the people, the, the hard part is, like, you got to make sure the people you invite are on board. Right. And I imagine it's the same, similar kind of thing with a picnic, you know? Or <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring your own waterproof blanket. The thing is, if you invited me, yeah, to an orgy too. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you, Daryl, invited me, Nick, to a picnic, mm-hmm. and I was in New York City, I'd be like, <sighs> like, you know, I'd be like, uh, not because I don't like you. Like sitting on the ground is tough for me. I, that's true. So the way this would work is like I would you I would invite you to picnic. I say bring yeah. whatever you want, but yeah. I would basically bring everything. And I don't just bring a picnic blanket for myself. I have two of them. I bring uh. two of them so that other people can sit on them because most people don't think to bring. Waterproof picnic blanket. Most people don't, and then you end up with a situation where you got five people and one blanket, and it's Which like is terrible. Somebody's like sitting on the grass. Exactly. And so that's the second one. Yeah, I bring one that I can. It's for okay. me. It's for Jess, and then I bring a second one because you know, I don't want people to be filled with. I don't want people to covet my blanket. I would go because you're my friend, but I just know I like. I wouldn't want to be there until I was there. And then I'd probably have a good time. But I'm always like, can people cancel plans? I'm like, <laughs> hey, I was supposed to golf this weekend. I was like, not looking forward to it. And not that I, I love golfing. And when I get out on the course, like, I'm having a good time. But I got to, like, convince myself to go. And the dude, like, hurt his arm. And like, he had to cancel. And I was like, great. <laughs> This sounds perfect for me. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, I want to shout out this week to I. I'm trying to like do some car stuff, and I got a car cover finally. Like I bought mm-hmm. a car cover for my car. Nice. And I looked at a lot of options. I want to tell you, I looked at a lot of options. There's some heavy duty lined canvas, custom made shit. I was looking into. Mm-hmm. It was like. A thousand dollars to cover Yikes. your car. Yikes! I I sort of hit the kibosh on that one right away. Real quick. Real quick. And then I looked at some like dinky AliExpress ones that were like fifty bucks, and I was like, kind of hit the kibosh on that one. They look like mm. they rip apart the first time you like took them off. Mm-hmm. Which did happen to my motorcycle car cover, which I bought on Amazon Basics. (laughs) (laughs) But I got a nice one, like from, I got like the best one at your local car store. That's like general purpose, made for a certain size vehicle, not tailored, not bespoke. Um, I don't remember the brand. 
of the car cover, but it was like a heavy-duty outdoor cover. It's fabric-lined inside, so it's got like a nice soft inside thing, and then it's got a waterproof lining, and then it's got an outside like layer. Mm -hmm. So it protects the car. It's waterproof. Water just rolls off of it. And the outside layer actually like absorbs a little water, so it doesn't, when you take it off in the morning after it's rained, there isn't like a puddle of water sitting on the car cover. It like absorbs and dries quickly, basically. Mm. Uh, and I'm for it. Cool. Yeah, never owned a car cover. Yeah, I kind of feels douchey in a way. But <laughs> so, so how did you know that you needed one? Was it? I mean, my it offers... job is starting to go. Mm, got it. And I am planning on getting it fixed, which mm. is going to be time uh, consuming and. It Fucking expensive. 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 Yeah. I will spend the money on it at some point in my life, but until then, I didn't want the paint to get any worse than it is. And the mm-hmm. rust, especially. There's a couple little bubbles starting to pop mm-hmm. up, and I don't want them to get any worse. Got it. So I figured I'd throw a car cover on there. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I can't say that it works in that, like, it prevents the paint from getting worse because I've only had it like two weeks. But um, it works in the way that it's like my car's dry when I open it up in the morning. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. I always thought car covers were would were would increase your likelihood of getting broken into if you should be parked in a car. Because mm. I always I mean, like they every can time break I see, in if they want. Yeah, every time I see a car under a car cover, I'm constantly guessing what it is, and. For the type of person, at least around the year, who will put a car cover on there, it must be a pretty nice car. So I was trying to scope out. I tried, tried to take a peek. I was like, oh, what kind of rooms are those? I try to look at the body style. It's like yeah. a, it's usually like the um, like the classic car guys that will keep a car cover. Well, yeah. That's me. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. It's no, not a nice car. Covers. I mean, my car is like shambles at a certain point, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to steal in there. You could take, if you really wanted to, my mother made me this, like, needlepoint pillow that I keep on my passenger side seat. That's sort of a nice <laughs> throw pillow kind of thing. Uh-huh. And if you wanted to take it, you could take it if you wanted. I, actually, I never thought about putting pillows in the car, but it could be kind of nice. It's beautiful. And people always compliment it when they get like, oh, this is so nice. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. It gives a little that's a good pop, idea. pop of color. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get your Nissan a little throw pillow or whatever. <laughs> Volkswagen. Volkswagen. <laughs> Why do I think you have a Nissan? If I drive oh, a no. Nissan, yeah, it would be a, it would be a GTR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Z. Or Z. I would drive a Z around. Like a Datsun? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, a Natsun. Or, a, yeah, whatever, 370Z. It's a sweet car. It's yeah, I mean, that car. is a sweet car. They used to be, I remember 10 years ago, they were really cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, everybody was like, oh, yeah, that car is fucking incredible. And, and the price skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I'm ha- hoping happens to my car. Yeah. <laughs> it's an investment piece. <laughs> because at this point, I've sunk enough money to, like, cry. 
into this mm-hmm. car and i haven't mm-hmm. even addressed the paint stuff so <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway do you have anything hobbs and shaw you want to talk about um i wanted to talk about fast nine in space oh yeah we got to address this so uh, I didn't. I tried to read the article. It seemed like there was zero information inside of it. it seemed yeah. like a little bit of uh, speculation from, oh yeah, just a, yeah, a couple comments from Ludacris and from Michelle Rodriguez. But yes. beyond that, basically nothing. Is that correct? Um, that is it. A bunch of outlets wrote articles based on. The ludicrous thing and based on the Michelle thing, I think, Mm -hmm. that basically said it's confirmed in space. And then you click on the article and you're like, oh, I'm interested in more information. And like, that's all the info we fucking got. So I wanted to, I wanted to sort of do what we do best on this podcast, which is hypothesize. Improvise. Do what we do best. (laughs) Do what we do best. Improvise. So yeah, I just... Yeah, so I guess, yeah. What do you think? How how are we going to get the crew to space, and what are they going to be doing out there? Well, a car has got to go, okay? <laughs> a car's so, got to go. Like, we know this as a tenant. Like, we've had cars in planes. We've had cars uh, on ice. A car has got to be up there. I mean, they took <laughs> a car originally to the moon. <laughs> yeah, right? Moon like rover. The, yeah. We did. I mean, America. We did. We, we like. I think this is an old Jerry Seinfeld bit. Um, but like, we took a car. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, so we know it's possible. <laughs> In moon race. Moon yes. race. Okay, like zero G moon race. Uh-huh. And like. I mean, can you just imagine, like, Vin Diesel being like, sometimes it's not just about being fast. And, like, and like he, he, they, like, blowtorch montage, like, the cars. Uh, to, like, I want create the these, like, love child between that Charger <laughs> and that and Apollo that Lander right there. <laughs> Tej, yes. Tej, make it happen. Tej, Tej just like, I've been happen. waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. Look at that tech right there. I've been waiting to play with one of these. <laughs> make sure we put harpoons on it. Um. Okay. That was the second thing I was going to bring up. Yes, they're definitely have going to have cars in space. They're not just like going to go to space, do a little space walking, space fighting, space missiles. Yeah. There's going to be cars. They're going to be in space. There is going to be a race in space. Space race. Okay. <laughs> Second thing I was going to bring up, harpoons. They're definitely going to have harpoons in space. Absolutely, you nailed it. Yeah. There's no question. Right? This, that's the only way to get over the zero-G stuff because acceleration like exists because totally. of like gravity and grip and like that yep. sort of thing. Unless they're using like straight rocket engines, you got to have the you got to have the harpoon play. That's how you save uh, just Sandra Bullock that sort of flies it. Oh, in gravity? Yeah. Yeah, gravity. Yeah. That's how you yeah. save Sandra is with the harpoon. Yeah, hashtag save Sandra. Mm-hmm. Get the harpoon. And like, yeah, I don't know really what they're going to be doing. I imagine the moon is going to be involved. 
but definitely they're going to have to, there's going to be a giant, some object that they need to harpoon. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'll talk, I was thinking about talking next episodes about Crossroads, the video game that I spent just an absurd amount of money on and it's indescribably bad. That's a little mini review, preview. It's very harpoon focused. This video game, <laughs> it's like very heavy harpoon. There's harpooning. I don't want. Yeah, we'll get into it. But it's it's bad. Um, so we know. Okay, yes, cars. Yes, harpoons. I don't think we're gonna run into any extraterrestrials. Like, I don't think that's where the thing's gonna go. Right. 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 I think they're going to have to get they're going to have to get on a spaceship provided by Mr. Nobody. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Get yeah. on a spaceship. They might have to sneak on a spaceship potentially by driving a car next to and then into onto What I'd like to see is some sort of like space You know how like the shuttle launch you have like the giant three thrusters for the launch and then like the shuttles like attached off of that? I would like to see something like that but like a charger instead of the space shuttle that's just like strapped to the thrusters and like Vin's like sitting in it in a spacesuit like like has to go into orbit. Wrapping it. Yeah. So I think it's weird that we're here. Like from what? You know? (laughs) It's weird. And I definitely think, okay, so Fast 9, Space, and the other thing that popped in my head was, like, Fast 10, time travel. Oh, yeah. That could solve a lot of our plot holes here. <laughs> it could solve a lot. Or, or instead of plot holes, they're plot setups. Oh. Because there are opportunities for this sort of time travel thing. To get itself fixed. Mm-hmm. If Vin came back from the future and fucked Elena when he wasn't with Michelle, <laughs> that would solve everything, man. <laughs> and then Michelle's have bad been, kid. Michelle's been dead for 60 years <laughs> at this point. How could that possibly be wrong? I've got, I left a whole lifetime in between and then I fucked Elena and that should be okay. Is That's that it, man. And then like, and then the son is, a, is not really Vin's son. It's Vin, future Vin's son. <laughs> Future Dom. Genetically same, but like, you know. But you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that'd be great, basically. Yeah. Yeah. April 2023, we'll find out. We're going to find out. Maybe time travel. Craig Lieberman, our resident Fast and Furious idiot uh, on YouTube, the fucking car guy. Yeah. He posted a video immediately that was like, Fast and Furious in space! And it was like, 50 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm not watching oh this. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to talk about? You're sitting around like making jokes about import babes. Like, fuck you, man. Right. We like to I hate was, them on here. I yeah, know. I was about to say, like, well, what are you about to talk about for 50 minutes? And then I looked at our garage band timer. I'm at 47. I was like, okay. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I get it. 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 I can't really But, like, I'm not interested in his point of view. Um, 
but if you're interested in ours, you can always catch us at Nolt Podcast on Twitter, N-O-L-T-T. Or if you want to send us your point of view, you can send us an email, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. If you like our point of view you and want to contribute to it, you could throw us back on Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. If you want to let us know, good or bad, what you think about our point of view, please, 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 please rate and review us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are on both of those things. And um, we have an Instagram if you want to know, literally from my point of view, what's going on in the world. Instagram, no one likes the tuna podcast. Get on it. Follow us. What else you got this week, Daryl? That's it. Uh, Make sure you're on Patreon. You vote for what we're going to watch next week. Yeah, We have no idea. It's all in your hands, and we're always looking forward to that in between her. Daniel, Patrick, get on it. Let us know what we're doing next week. And if the vote splits, Daryl is the the president of the... He's like the vice president. He's he's the tiebreaker. So... (laughs) I'll make Um, it you guys will be pleased. You guys, no matter what, no matter what, it's going to be fun. Um, I was also on this podcast. I mentioned it last week, but it's out now. Uh, the Clocking In podcast. It's a, it's a really sweet little show. It's like a high schooler named Asher who's interviewing adults about their like careers and sometimes their high schools. Anyway, I was on an episode and like check it out. The Clocking In podcast. I think I'm episode four, but you should listen to all the episodes. They're really great, and it's an interesting perspective. And yeah, that's it. Sounds good. Till next week.